The Man of God Network exists to help the church in her mission to identify and equip qualified, faithful men for the gospel ministry and for the recovery of biblical reformation in our day. It's our joy to provide you with resources that both encourage you and edify you as you seek to build Christ's church where you are, to the end that He is better known, loved, and exalted. We appreciate the support of our listeners. To learn more about how you can help us accomplish our mission, visit manofgodnetwork.com. Welcome to another episode of the Pastor's Inbox on the Man of God Network, brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. The title of this episode is The Placement of Announcement. This is referring to when we place the announcements related to the things happening, the ministry of the church, when the people of God come together, when that is placed, when they do that. So um, just to kick off this conversation, we'll ask, what are the benefits of making announcements to the assembly of the Lord? Well, we actually, I think, could argue that we have some biblical warrant for it in 1 Corinthians 14.40, which closes a section that has to do, especially with public worship, but when it talks about letting all things be done decently and in order. Well, that would include the worship service, and it would include church life as a whole, and, and surely it could be argued that it's both decent and in order for everyone to be informed about matters to do with church life. Uh, announcements at some point, uh, you know, when the people are gathered uh, about important meetings and uh, important other issues that, that should be uh, addressed. So I think we can say there's there's not just benefit, but it's, it's very proper. In fact, care must be taken not to leave anyone out, right? If, if you're going to, well, we're just going to let people know this and hope that everybody gets it. Well, uh, well you don't want to be overlooking anybody and therefore a public gathering uh, can be a right kind of venue, uh, hopefully more than one time for certain announcements, at least. And in actual fact, our Constitution requires the announcement of church business meetings, quote, at regular services, at least seven days prior, except in the case of an emergency, then uh, notified individually. But the, the point is, our Constitution requires that. And I think it's right to say that announcements aren't simply a convenience. Uh, they are important for the well-ordering uh, of the church. Uh, Pastor Joe, what think ye? Um, uh, I agree with everything you said. Uh, announcements are so important. Um, and and the, uh, what's going on in church life needs to get to every uh, individual member. Uh, I think most people get a lot of information through our church Facebook page, uh, through uh, the, the internet, but not everybody has the internet and not everybody is on the internet every day. And so when the people of God are gathered together uh, to worship him is uh, a good time to make sure everybody gets that message because uh, let's, let's face it. Um, even sheep get their feelings hurt. And even sheep know uh, how it feels when they're not uh, kept in the loop as to what's going on. And probably every pastor has at one time or another had to field complaints in that particular area. I know that I have. And, and therefore we try to keep our people informed as to uh, what's going on by plainly declaring before the whole assembly 
what announcements are. And, and boy, uh, as Brother Austin knows, we've we'd ha we've had a lot going on in our church recently. We've sold a building. Uh, we have bought a building and we are temporarily meeting in a different building while the building we bought is being renovated. We have uh, hospitality meals to announce. We have showers, uh, which uh, we put in the bullet. Well, I don't know. That may come via Facebook. I'm not sure. We have opportunities for service, a soup kitchen. Um, uh, there are just uh, so many uh, things that the people of God need to be informed of that I don't think are necessarily part of worship, but when the people are gathered together to worship is the great time to let them hear those things. Well, uh, asking then in follow-up, Pastor Joe, when does your church make announcements? Uh, and is there a reason for this? Well, I'm glad you asked. We, we make our announcements immediately after the greeting and welcome. We will welcome uh, people to the worship of God. We will give them a greeting, something of, along the lines of God's grace and peace for those who love the Lord Jesus Christ. And then immediately uh, after doing that, we give the announcements. Our reasoning for this is, uh, now I've just been speaking about how important announcements are, but announcements are not as important as the worship of God, which is the primary reason we are assembled together. So the reason we give the announcements first and, and early is because we prefer to quote, get them out of the way before the formal worship of God begins. So announcements though necessary, I believe can be distracting from our primary purpose of worshiping our great God. And we seek to put the highest possible priority on public worship for that reason we choose uh, to do them first thing. Pastor Lee, do you want to uh, answer the same question? When does your church make announcements and what is the reason for this? Well, it would be very much like uh, the practice there in Owensboro is here in, in Bluefield. And of course, you uh, greeting the brethren. I will give out a, a, a text for our call to worship. And usually while the brethren are turning to that passage is when I would typically uh, give uh, the announcements. And we would do it at both services on the Lord's Day. Uh, and sometimes we'll give a reminder after the service, not always, but if there are certain announcements that we feel, uh, boy, this needs to be emphasized, we will, after the service, again, uh, have that. I know some churches will use bulletins. We don't. Uh, but th that can also be another way of making things known. But but uh, I would just echo what uh, Pastor Joe has said, that, that we really, they're important, and therefore we don't want to just say nothing. But on the other hand, they're not the most important thing that we're doing there, and uh, therefore uh, we'd rather have the announcements then rather than uh, them be a distraction. Well, that's a good way for us to transition into the next question. So the answer has already been implied, but now we can more formally state it. Are there inappropriate times for the church's announcements to be made when the people of God come together? Well, before answering that, let me uh, uh, agree with uh, Pastor Lee that sometimes at the end of a service, so that it'll, something important will be fresh in the people's mind, even after the benediction, 
uh, one of us pastors and we all have uh, pretty loud voices that we can get people's attention, we'll say, don't forget this or don't forget that. I don't like to do it then. I prefer to get all of them mm. done first. But uh, the, the point is, in my opinion, as I stated earlier, it, it does not seem appropriate to our eldership to make the announcements uh, in the middle of worshiping God, whatever part of worship it may be, it would have to be something very, very important, like the building's on fire. Uh, you need to get out of here <laughs> or something similar to that. We, we, we just don't want to interfere with the worship of God in any way. Hmm. Lee. Well, I think you're quite right about the building being on fire. That one might warrant a little bit of a, of a announcement maybe. Uh, but I, I think again, the way that here in Bluefield and I know there in Owensboro, when we're ordering the worship service, there's a flow to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so from the call to worship to the benediction, and why would you think to interrupt that uh, with making announcements somewhere in the middle, uh, unless it was absolutely necessary. And so that would be, uh, I would think anything that's going to disrupt or distract from worship, uh, probably better to avoid that if you can, apart from calling people to get out of a burning building, of course. Well, in both of uh, the circumstances of your churches, it seems like you start with the announcement and then there's some break and then you begin with the, the worship of God. So if the announcements are at the beginning of the service, um, is there a way to formally break up the announcements and then let the people know that after this break, now we're beginning the public worship of God? And if so, uh, what does that look like? Well, some time ago, uh, Brother Austin, we as an eldership decided that it would be good to separate the announcements from the beginning of actual worship by a brief period of silence. Uh, so after the announcements have made are made, the uh, pastor who is making them will encourage the people to take a few moments. And during that time of silence to prepare themselves for the great purpose for which we're gathered and prepare their hearts for the pursuit of that great purpose. I like this. Uh, I do not prescribe it as <clears throat> something that is absolutely essential, but I like it because it seems to help us separate the announcements from the next thing that happens, which is the beginning of worship. Immediately after that moment of silence, the pastor will get up and say, "Uh, people of God, Christ is risen. And the church that will respond, he is risen indeed. And at that point, everybody knows we're here to worship uh, the risen Christ. And this helps us, at least uh, in our thinking, it helps us uh, to separate the announcements which are necessary and important from worship, which is paramount. Yeah. Lee? Well, I, I appreciate what you folks do there in Owensboro, and I appreciate also the, the question, Austin, because there does need to be uh, a recognition of what we're about. And in our case, Again, I've already given out the call to worship, but after the announcements, I will usually say something like, well now, uh, so much for the announcements. With that out of the way, let's turn our attention to God. We now come to worship God. So uh, again, it's it's making a clear shift uh, in our focus uh, as we would come. That would be uh, our, our practice typically. 
Well, we've been taking up the place of announcements in the public worship of God, uh, when it is appropriate to give announcements and why it is orderly and necessary to do so for the life of the church. We've also talked about ways to distinguish between the announcement and the worship of God as um, the worship of God, as Pastor Joe mentioned, is paramount. We thank you for uh, taking the time to consider this subject today. We encourage you to continue to submit your questions to Pastor's Inbox at cbtseminary.org. Until next time, we wish you grace and peace. this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way but not crushed, perplexed but not driven to despair, persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believed, and so I spoke, we also believe, and so we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus. Bring us with you into his presence, for it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. You are listening to the Man of God Network by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary.